What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first episode of Finn's House. She's your host, Xavier Hackett. Finn's House is the official home of Miami Dolphins football talk. And we have a lot to discuss about, from talking about our new coaching staff, like what schemes we going to plan on running for the team, what players are still going to be here, and who are we considering taking in the NFL draft? Just a few things I'll be addressing today. So sit tight, relax, enjoy yourself, grab, grab a beverage, whatever. It's time to go to work. All right, let's get back to it. Let's talk about this new coaching staff. The Miami Dolphins hired former defensive play caller Brian Flores. You know, he, he coached with the New England Patriots, you know, off the top of my dome for like 15 years. And he's been there quite a long time. He's you know, a well-respected guy. And the main thing that GM Chris Greer and owner Steven Ross was looking for is a coach that could lead the team, not one that was about X's and O's and running offense over defense and schemes, someone that can lead the team. And for him, for them to pick him, you know, at first I was skeptical because I'm looking at it like, okay, you know, he's another coach that was under the Bill Belichick coaching tree and there's a lot of coaches that was under that coaching tree that didn't have success. Then, you know, over time and I thought about it, I'm like, okay, what do we have to lose? We're in position where we're trying to compete, but we don't have the necessary pieces on the roster to take this team to the next level. Like we'll have this, we have things that are strong at this position, and you look at the other positions where we're struggling at. So I said, why not? I'm, you know, listening to him. He's talking about he's pushing team and wants everybody to be held accountable as a team. So I'm looking forward to um, what Brian Flores has in store for this Dolphins organization and this team going forward. He signed a five-year contract. And I know they're not trying to use the word rebuild. But it's probably time that we do rebuild. But the question is, who do we get rid of? Like, are they going to do a full rebuild from top to bottom clean house, I don't think they'll go that far as far as looking at this roster and looking at the talent that we have on both sides of the ball. And that's another thing I'm looking into is who are we going to keep on this team? And that's the question. First and foremost, Coach Flores didn't 
get into it about who he's going to who's going to stay and who's going to leave. But many talks, although they're rumors, is they're saying, "Oh, Ryan Tannehill is gone." And I look at it, I'm like, you know, for seven years we've seen what we saw out of Tannehill. It's probably going to be the best you're going to get out of Tannehill. You know, personally, you know, I you know I like him, but as far as him being the player to getting his team to the next level, it's not going to work. So it's probably best to move on and go into a new direction. So he's an, another guy that I believe that will be moved from this roster. As we look at our cap situation, we definitely need to shed in order to add a necessary cap space in order to pay players. You know, that's here and then so we can build a roster from both sides of the ball. Another player I've I think they are considering letting go is Rashad Jones. Yes, Rashad Jones been a great player for these past 10 years for the Miami Dolphins. And personally, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Rashad Jones fan. Like, he is, has been great for this team. But when you're 30 and you're making the money that he's making – in order to rebuild and get this whole overall roster better, you're going to have to get rid of veterans. But the thing is, along with Tannehill, don't just let them go. Like, try to look for like some trade partners so you can find something. At least get something. At least get a draft pick, like a decent draft pick to continue to build on in the future. Because the plan is, according to Chris Greer and what I got from Steven Ross, is they want to build through the draft. They know building through free agency, signing players, overpaying players, has not cut it for them. So by them going that route, building through the draft, developing players, building the team the right way, you're going to have to... do what you have to do in order to get your team where you want to get them. Like They want a team that's consistently winning year in and year out. That's what the goal is for the Miami Dolphins. So by them getting rid of a Tannehill and Rashad Jones that's what they gonna to have to do. And another, and I'm looking at other players under this roster, like Robert Quinn, like we acquired him in a trade. He, he hasn't had the success that we expected. And like every time we bring in a defensive end or a defensive tackle that's 
was known for making has made a huge impact in this league they haven't panned out for us we like a couple years ago we brought in Mario Williams and he didn't pan out we had Indomitian Sue. his impact was known like they te- opposing teams knew how impactful he was but as far as the overall team play especially on the defense and not run defense it declined so like he's another one I think that we're gonna let go as well as well as some other players like if they wanna get under the cap a lot at least get to 60 mil they don't have to let go of some players And like two more players I think they're gonna consider letting go is Devontae Parker and Danny Danny Amadola. Danny Amadola is an older player. He needs to be on a team where you know for a fact they're going back to the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised he go back to New England. Like he just didn't fit with us. I wanted, during the season, I wanted to see more out of Jakeem Crant and Albert Wilson because their speed on his team put the Miami Dolphins offense in a totally different dynamic. With Amadola out there, it slowed things down. Yeah, he'll get a couple of, like a couple of first downs, but his yards after the catch, you, you're not going to expect that out of Amadola. Devontae Parker... He's been a disappointment since we drafted him. Has it clearly been his fault that he hasn't had the success with the Miami Dolphins? No. But at the same time, it's it's like every year, oh, Devontae Parker going to have a breakout year. Then it's disappointing. Or you'll see him have a monster game. Like the game he had against Houston. He had a huge game because of injuries like they hadn't had no other choice but to utilize them then there was a game during the 2017-18 season where he had a huge game against Oakland on Sunday Night Football like you'll see games like that like okay Devontae Parker's gonna have a great yeah he's he's finally gonna be consistent then next thing you know he's quiet or he's not in the game you know, sometimes with players, they don't have success with that one team. It takes them going to a different team in order for them to be successful. And I think that's the thing with Devontae Parker that probably needs to happen for him. It needs He needs a fresh start. So I think he's another player that we possibly need to let go or find someone we can trade with. Because I think he's, to my knowledge, he's going to make like nine, nine mil for the next season. So, by doing that, like we have other weapons on this team. Still got the Kenny Stills, the Albert Wilsons, and the Jakeem Grants. And we still have Bryce Butler here for another season where he showed some signs of being a contributor for this team so 
it's probably best we let them go. Add more to our cap space so we can so we can be in position just in case we bring in somebody from free agency. So those are a few names that that comes off right off the top. I'm like, okay, I think we're gonna let them go. As Ryan Tannehill, Rashad Jones, Robert Quinn, Danny Amendola, and Devontae Parker. I know as many more, but those are things. Those are names that come right off. I'm like, okay, those are the main guys that's making a decent amount of money with the Miami Dolphins. And I'm about to switch gears and talk about the offensive and defensive schemes for this team. Offensively, this team has the talent to do well. Like you have so much explosiveness. They can do well with this team. With with Kenny Stills. I felt like he was underutilized all season. For one, because Tannehill was hurt for a few games. Two, we had a backup out of Brock Osweiler that couldn't throw the ball down the field. And and Kenny still like many people if you're not a Dolphins fan, you know, outside looking in, you looking at oh Kenny still doesn't do nothing for the Miami Dolphins. But if you watch the games, it's not Kenny's fault. He didn't have the quarterback to throw to him. But we have the weapons. And I feel like Kenny Stills can get back to, he can be a great receiver in this league. He just needs a quarterback that can that he has chemistry with and that that will put him in the right positions to be successful. Two, the main thing is rebuilding that offensive line. And that's one thing I watched a press conference of Chris Greer as he talked about building the offensive line, the defensive line. But we're going to get back to that in a minute. But that's another thing. The offensive line needs to get rebuilt so the pass protection can be there. So the run lanes can open up. So our quarterback can have the time to pass, you know, pass it to our weapons. Like, get our weapons involved so we can be an explosive team. And that's where I look at and another player that was underutilized this past season was Ken Drake. For him to have a thousand all-purpose yards and he was barely utilized, goes to show you how special he can be if you utilize him correctly. And I think that's one thing I think I believe Brian Flores will do. He's going to utilize these young running backs we have. Like Ken Drake needs to be utilized. Like a James, like how James White has with the New England Patriots, and we have Kalen Balaj. He showed signs of being 
a productive bat with this organization. I know I haven't mentioned Frank Gore. Reason why I haven't mentioned Frank Gore because I feel like he's going to be another player that is not going to be here. Like if you want to, if you want to do a rebuild, you got to invest in your future. You got to invest in these young running black. <laughs> excuse me, young running backs. So you can get the best out of them. You don't know what you don't know what you have until you use it. If you don't utilize your players, they're gonna go elsewhere and maximize their talents with a different team. And you never know. Like they can be a key player for a Super Bowl caliber team elsewhere. So you gotta utilize your players. And on defense. There's many speculations that we're getting out of, of course we're getting out of that wide nine scheme, which has not have been successful for the Miami Dolphins. Now there's speculation that we're running somewhat of a hybrid 3-4 defense, which I'm intrigued of that because I'm looking at this roster and looking at the players that we have. We don't really have, as far as the front seven, we don't have the players to run that scheme. Cam, like, for instance, well, Cameron Waite, he, if he's willing to be a situational pass rusher, he can play outside linebacker. He played it before when we first, when he was running 3-4, when he first came on the team during the 2009 season. So, he know how to play outside linebacker. And at this point in his career, I've, he's 37 years old. If we do bring him back and he, he's willing to take, take a cheaper deal, then I think we can utilize him as a 3-4 linebacker if, you know, if we're willing to bring him back and if he's willing to come back at a reasonable price. But the thing is, I know if we do use like a hybrid 3-4, they're going to use our defensive players that best suits them. Not run a defensive scheme like, okay, you run the scheme that I have. No, they're going to utilize them to be in the best position to have success. And I'm just thinking like looking at a hybrid 3-4, like who are we going to have playing 3-4 defensive end. Who's going to be a nose tackle? That's many things to consider. Unless we run a multiple defensive front where we run 4-3, 3 for example. Then we need to find the players to be in position in order to, to have that success on defense. And looking at uh, Jerome Baker, can he play up the middle complimentary of Rayquan Miller? I think they can hold it on. They have the speed to hit the gaps. You know, as I saw flashes of good out of Jerome Baker, even Rayquan Miller came on his own like the last few weeks of the season. Like, I, as I watched him, like, okay, he's hitting the gaps. 
he's making stops. I'm like he's improving. So he's only gonna he he's only gonna get better and better from my to my knowledge and what I saw out there every time I watched the Dolphins play this past season. The secondary is probably our strongest position on defense. Like we we led with interceptions and we have some young stars in the making. Like Xavier Howard, he's a special he's on the verge of being a special player. And he's going in a contract year. And if I'm the Miami Dolphins, I'm doing I'm willing to do everything that's possible to keep him. Because you're drafting players and they have a history in the past of not paying players. I'm like, okay, they just you just let them go. Like Lamar Miller, Olivier Vernon, Jarvis Landry. We had an opportunity to sign Jarvis Landry at 10 mil a season. If we would have signed him there, he still would have been on his team. But looking at it now, you know, I'm fine with him not being here. But looking at the other players, just giving that example, got to sign your in-house talent. And bringing in um, Kevin Xavier Howard with this team is going to be very important. So going that route, do everything as possible to keep him. Mika Fitzpatrick is another guy I want to discuss. For his role this season, he he played well. He played at the nickel. He played the boundary corner. Like he he filled his role very well. But next season, we know for a fact he's gonna play free safety. And well, I'm really excited about that because he's only going to get better and better as the years progress. He has the potential to be a star player in his league. And that creates a issue with, with the safeties because you have Mika Fitzpatrick moving to free safety. You have Rashad Jones and TJ McDonald they're really both strong safeties. And as I discussed earlier about us letting go of Rashad Jones, if you're doing a rebuild, TJ McDonald is making less than Rashad Jones. You want to keep TJ McDonald to be a a cheap option. You know, he knows the system. He played solid this year. Although you know for a fact he's his weakness is pass coverage. But you want to go that route, like, okay, we keep TJ McDonald and we can find a safety either in the later rounds or in the 2020 draft. Just just throwing ideas out there. You go with that route. So I think that's what they're going to do is like, okay, we're going to give Mika the keys at the safety position, at the free safety position, because we know he's the future. Rashad Jones is only getting older. Minka is young. He's 22 years old. And he has the potential to get better and better. So go that route. 
but as I notice more and more, like that's what you have to do in order to build your team. And as I go into a preview of some of the couple of the guys that I think they're thinking about considering. That's what I see with his team. And one player I know that they're considering is defensive end Trey Flowers from the New England Patriots. Reason why I think they're considering him because he's a hybrid defensive end. He can play in a 4-3 or 3-4 set in the familiarity with Brian Flores and the rest of his coaching staff. And I'm and I look at it like that's an interesting pick right there. Um, Cause I know he's a he's a good player and he's looking to the hit for agency, so why not bring him bring him in and take a look for him and getting a player off the New England organization that's that has success for them just weakens them. So why not bring him in? And another thing is back to the cornerback position. I was considering like looking at Ronald Darby, like to be that boundary corner opposite of Zayvon Howard because you don't want to go in the season having Bobby McCain being a boundary corner. He is best suited at the nickel. That's where he had his success. That's why he got paid. He got paid to be in... He was paid to be the highest paid nickel in the NFL. And for him to pay, play the outside corner, he's not going to have success right there. It's going to be a disaster. So, find a corner. They can pay, play that boundary. Be a complimentary to Xavier Howard. So, you move Bobby McCain back to his natural position. Like, put your players in position that suits them best. Don't have them playing stuff like, oh, then, like, you're going to have holes. So, by doing that, those are a couple players that I'm considering. Like, I'm going to do more of a frequency breakdown in later episodes to come that I think we should consider. And no, I know we're not going to go after high names because we're planning on building through the draft. But if we if we can land players that we have need, but not only that, they're still fairly young and contribute for the next few years, we should take a look and consider them. And as I go into the Next topic, as I'm going to talk about the first-round potential picks that we should consider in the NFL draft. And I know it's one that many Dolphins fans like really want if he's at 13. And I'm going to address that right in, right in a minute. So, y'all hold tight, and I'll be right back.
back. And let's talk about a few players that's coming up in this NFL draft that, you know, that you know caught my eye. Many of the Dolphins fans and many of the scouts that's scouting the draft has us, at number 13, has us taking Heisman winning quarterback Kyler Murray from Oklahoma. And as he, I like at first, when I heard about him ending the draft, I'm like, okay, I thought he was going to go consider baseball. But he really wants to play in the NFL. As a talent, as I watched him play at Oklahoma, he's a talented kid. Like, he's a, as he stands in the pocket, his, the ability to throw the ball down the field and his mobiles, skills in the pocket it just amazed me but the downside to him is what he's going to measure as he was listed 5'9 in college and I think he's around like 195 well probably less than that pounds then you know lately a trending topic was going around as he was listed as 5'11 I'm like that's interesting. My my only thing is with him is he's a small quarterback. And I know like the, you have the Russell Wilsons out there, like he's there's he's listed five eleven and he's playing great. Like he's he's one of the top quarterbacks in this league. It's just I'm skeptical about Kyler Murray at his size. Like I don't know if he's the same height as Doug Flutie. But at the same time, I'm intrigued because we need a quarterback in in here that can, you know, maximize his talents and getting his team to the next level. And that's one player I'm intrigued in. And I know there's like a couple of other players that I'm interested in, and and I don't know if they're gonna fall to 13. But we'll see how the draft is. The draft can be real interesting. Like those first ten picks, you'd be like, "Wow!" Like I, there's always shock value when you're watching the NFL draft. And a couple other guys I look at is Greedy Williams from LSU. He's a cornerback, and we need a corner that complements Xavier Howard. He's a big cornerback. He's at 6'3", 205 pounds. He's a big cornerback with fairly good speed. And he, he he can cover very well. And the thing is, that's another player, like, that we need as, if you know, just in case we don't go after a cornerback in free agency, like someone that we can consider in the, in the draft. But I think, you know, mainly we are looking for a quarterback. It's been tossed that we're waiting until the 2020 draft, but I'm like, why wait? Why should we tank to get the first overall pick for a player when we have talent here that, you know, we have enough talent here that can get us to seven wins. So we should look at quarterback. I know names came up like Drew Locke and Will Greer. And, you know, I like... Drew Locke, but 
him going against top teams that's in college, he tends to struggle. So we don't know how that will resonate in the pros. Will Grid, he's another guy that I like. He he has a fairly nice arm and he's mobile in the pocket. But will he be a quarterback that will go first round or he'd be a second round pick? That's something to consider. If we go in a totally different direction in the draft and say, okay, we're going to address this position. For instance, we have needs at guard and center. Let's just say they go in that position and drop the guard in the first round and possibly find a way like, oh, we back in the second round and Will Grizz in the second round. I, we should consider it. And this those are a few picks, but I'm going to get into more details in later episodes. I just want to touch on that. But as far as this offseason goes, I'm very intrigued and I'm and I'm very optimistic on what we're going to do with this team. And and I'm here to bring you sports talk whenever something something occurs in a Miami Dolphins sports talk world because we don't get that light from other platforms not as far as like platforms talking about Miami Dolphins football talk as far as like mainstream platforms and and I want to be one of those guys to shed light on Miami Dolphins football and have understanding on what's going on with us so you know I'm looking forward to bringing the people that as I continue to grow this podcast and I'm excited to gain more fans and you know as I continue to grow like I love to you know get get questions answer y'all questions and possibility you know as we continue to grow get y'all on here so we can have real conversations and and hear y'all input on situations. So that is it for the first official episode of Finn's House. And I'm excited about the future as you until then Finn's up and I'll see y'all next time. Peace.